Bummer, but it's great to see you. Kind They're of a very weird way confused, to start a show. Yeah. She came out, then Reminding another song played. People of then we just kind of stood there. Then another woman came out. They all danced for a, a minute. Bit. Then they just talked. Then, and then they were like, "We're not sing. dead." And they all kind of moment. The, the and, then, and then everybody thought about their own mortality. It was a little bit of a weird way to start. Hey, you're not wrong. But here we are. She always want to do it again. The whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> Go back there. Go back there. <laughs> Ryan, I'm going to go backstage and then you know what to do, right? No, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> just introduce me again. Oh, with the theme song and everything? No. Just my just name. Just Prince, I think. Just no, not Prince. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, Rhea Butcher. It is too chill of a song. This is on you. You know, you made this happen. It is on me. Look at me dancing right now. It's like, but what sucks about it is that you don't want to sing along. I don't know why you're doing this. This is sing. terrible. I am a backup dancer. I have told you this time and time again. I hate what you're doing. I think it's a waste of a podcast. <laughs> but it's also a live show, and the dancing is for the live show. We all know this. Um, you guys, that's Rhea Butcher. She's wonderful. Hello. You guys, that is Cameron Esposito. She is fantastic, obviously. A little bit more. We've been gone. We've been gone for a month. We haven't been here to host this show, and it really, really, we missed you so much. We were making a TV show based on our lives, so it's just like what? No problem. That was a TV show. I thought we were just hanging out. You mean you thought we deliberately wrote scripts? Scripts. Invited a bunch of people. Yeah. To come film, yeah, us casually hanging out, right? At not that our house, but our house. That is a weird thing, though. When your wife, this is my wife. <laughs> Guess what? That's my wife. <laughs> when your wife is your co-star on a show, and then you write a show about your lives, and then people like sh- shoot you all day in the the nice way of that, in the camera way. Yeah, they with the camera. <laughs> um, and then you go home. You do feel like people are in your apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At night. Yeah, I go out, I open a cupboard to get a glass, and I'm like, hang on, I gotta take that again. 
It's terrible. You guys need to get coverage? Oh, no one's here. Okay, got it. I love Los Angeles because you're all laughing. I'm still... (laughs) People in Omaha are going to listen to this podcast and go, what? Coverage? Are they talking about insurance? What's happening? No, no, no. I feel like you are underestimating Omaha. They've seen Unreal. Listen, I heard Counting Crows at Lassen's today, and Omaha was the song, and so I just picked Omaha out of a hat. How about Billings, Montana? Do you think they would understand coverage? I think they'd understand your outfit. Absolutely. (laughs) I have a pocket knife pin on my shirt. She's accurate. I am still so mad that you made me watch you dance for 15 seconds at the beginning of this opening. And then you just made a joke about my outfit. I'm sorry. And I I feel vulnerable in front of these people, and that's not how I like to feel. Mm -hmm. I like to feel like I'm really, you know... Just stand out here with just, just, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I'll put it in baseball terms for you. Oh, okay. I can understand that. Yeah. Oh, we went to a baseball game, which was last night? <laughs> <laughs> at the Dodgers? <laughs> Is who was the person? You guys, we went at the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't understand why you're and laughing at this. What happened was that my favorite one was. The one called Puig. <laughs> now it sounds like you're talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I was like, this is my favorite one. And then he hit what I like to call a homie. She sounds like March. <laughs> Which is when it goes all the way in the back. And Rhea was so mad because she went to go get snacks like a weak person. <laughs> And when she came back... Look, I wanted a hot dog dinner. Yeah. So I had to go get it. But a veggie dog, which is amazing. They have those... At, yeah, they have tons of veggie dogs. At Dodger Stadium, they have vegetarian hot dogs, which I mean, is like... you will be LA. laughed at when you order them, but you will get a veggie dog. Not that much. You're not going to get like that. a little. Did They'll you? be like, what now? And I was like, the veggie dog? And they're like, yeah, we got a lot and of those like, left. What are the veggies? In the back! <laughs> <laughs> We got a veggie here. We got a bobblehead. We got Mm -hmm. two of them. Two bobbles. That was exciting. That was my favorite part of the game. (laughs) I have been a baseball fan only for one year and a bobblehead fan for 34 years. (laughs) 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 And he's so cute. And his head is big and he's pitching. (laughs) I I just thought baseball was very boring until I met you. Yeah. Because you understand she's telling me there's like things that are happening, but you know what I'm saying. I'm never looking in the right place. Like, especially at a live game, but even on TV, I'm always like, for some reason, I'm focused on the brand of TV we have. Like, I don't know what I'm ever looking at. Never cares it's about it It's never the time. right thing. It's never the right thing. I'm never, I, was, I just am always like, oh, the clouds, look at the mountains. And then... Clouds in the mountain. They do I stuff. think I can see his undies. Yeah, that's something you like to say a lot. Well, you know why? Because honestly, straight up, no tell me, I will. Um, <laughs> I like when men are top heavy. <laughs> Hence the bobblehead. Yes. Okay. It's all... No, I do love when men are top heavy. I like when men have a big, large chest and a vagina and they're a woman. No. <laughs> I am so happy to be back at this show. <laughs> but you know that we're all on a spectrum of attractive things. Of course, yes. And 
So then sometimes I think that men are cute. This is very, this is very weird, by the way. If you tell, if you're a lesbian and you tell your male friend that he is very attractive, sometimes he will become offended. <laughs> and he'll be like, how would you even know? Like it's a, like I've cursed him with like my, well, you're attractive to lesbians and so never to other women. <laughs> And then I take my necklace off and my body gets real old. <laughs> I didn't even watch that episode. I'm just fucking tapped in to you and your shit. I stopped watching that show like three seasons ago. Yeah. Too many rapes. Me too. It, um, I'm out of here. Feels like I left an abusive relationship. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have to be here anymore. Oh my god. Great. You That's guys so enjoy it. True. Have fun with that guy. I don't care. I just feel like that show is. It's. You know, women can just like. A bunch of women are like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that show is the fucking worst. Or the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I it's know. a good show. It's fucking terrible. It's a great... That's why... You know why it's, it's terrible? Because it's a great, it's terrible so show. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible because it's good. That's yeah. why it's infuriating. Because they have Brianna Tarth on there. You know she's in my wheelhouse. <laughs> she's so big. I want to ride on her shoulders and watch <laughs> Counting Crows. And I know when you said Counting Crows Omaha, do you remember that my last boyfriend, the last thing that I ever did with him before never dating men again was that we went to Counting Crows concert that I was working security at. It was what? It was confusing. It was college. And that is a lot going on. He was 6'5 and he would put me up on his shoulders and then I would watch the concert up there. As the security guard. <laughs> you were on someone's I'm, shoulders. I'm not I saying that security. I'm not saying security was tight. <laughs> Except in some ways, which it was, because we were not fucking. <laughs> that was legit the best joke I've ever told. I know, great joke. <laughs> that was, that dude was like, I don't get it, you know. And yeah, I, I, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I was like, that's right, you don't get it. Um... Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Not this time. No, 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 no. So. Oh, but I like football boys mostly because that's the men I was dating. When I was dating men, I was dating all very like broad, tall, with a very muscle. And. (laughs) So then I look at like Jake Garriott. I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. But Mm -hmm. I don't, not looking at him for the right stuff. Continue. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. But it is a little bit less boring now that I sometimes know what's happening. Then she didn't believe me. She came back with hot dogs, and I was like, while you're gone, this one guy, he was diving down. He got the ball. He was the same guy. He made those other two hits. He's having a big night. <laughs> and then she was like, what? And then four minutes later, she was like, Trace Thompson caught a ball. He's having a big... I'm like, that's what I fucking said! So she needs to listen to me. 
Um, <laughs> what else has been going on with you? <laughs> Mostly translating what you're telling me at baseball games. That's what's been going on for me. But not other times. I did just think of something, and then it flew right out of my head. Oh, boy. Like a crow that had been counted. You have... <laughs> And what How ha- many counting crows? <laughs> oh my god, a bunch! I've seen him so many times. I've seen the baldness between his dreadlocks progress. Oh, um, that's very sad. Listen, we commit to hairstyles early and then we have to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about your hair. I get it. Your hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How well, many years have you had that side mullet, by the way? I think I... Well, do you know what? What? I think I've had it for six years. Wow. Because I saw a picture of me. Then I was in South Africa, uh-huh. and I didn't have it. Then I remember <sighs> I came <Quit> bragging. <laughs> I, I have never left this country. Never. I was driving through... I went to the Laurel Canyon Dog Park on whatever day it was. Well, you've sort of left this country. <laughs> A little bit. We'll get to that later. But my point was, and then I was like, I have a moon sunroof. I know I'm fancy. On my 2001 vehicle that I drive. And so I opened that and like turned up the radio. And I realized as I was driving home through whatever area that is, the hills or whatever, I was like, oh, this is the closest I've ever come to driving through Europe. (laughs) (laughs) One time I was driving through Europe and... Purple ring. We're from different. We're from different Very experiences, different but we ended up with the same clothes, which are yours. Yeah. <laughs> Who was I just talking about before I'm we sorry. were talking about this? No, it's your okay. haircut. Yeah. Then before that, your oh, haircut could gross. go to kindergarten. Well, when I was in high school, we packed a backpack full of, um, like it was maybe it was Zima. <laughs> yeah, it was Zima. Yeah. <laughs> And we went to see Counting Crows, and one of my friends was wearing white leather, white leather platform sandals. What? You remember. Those are going to come back any day. <laughs> you were at Coachella. Were they, are they already back? <laughs> and she, uh, she, we, we had like, she had a bunch of orange stuff. I don't know what it was. Probably nacho cheese. Okay. And then she barfed a lot of nacho oh, cheese no. Zima. Right on her white leather shoes. And then she took them off, threw them away, physically away from her body. And then we went to the bathroom, and then the police stopped her and were like, Ma'am, have you been drinking underage? And she was like, No, I haven't. And they were like, Well, you're not wearing any shoes. And she was like, They were broken. So <laughs> that's how you get busted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the she's fashion broken? police. You have broken shoes? Okay. Take her in. That's I think we were thing. talking at the same time, but I said more like fashion police. <laughs> Glad we didn't miss that. <laughs> right? <clears throat> you guys, we got an awesome show for you tonight. We're so happy to be back in this little spot that we love so much, and so many wonderful friends of ours are on the show. Let's hear yes. one more time for Rhea. This comic, coming up right now, I love her so much. Um, I met her so many years ago, and I'm just so proud of how she's killing it right now. You might see her on a lot of different Fox shows, 
or hear her on them. Uh, you know her, you love her. Let's hear it for Kristen Shaw. Oh, are we doing? We're, I hope we're recording now. Right Those are really nice crowds. And I'm glad. Well, I'm just happy that we get to do this part of the podcast in the stinky hallway. I know. Honestly. Whoa. One time, like not one time, but a couple of times, audience members have accidentally tried to exit this way. Sure. And I just feel like it's a real shock. Yeah. Because if you knew that it was like a like what Reese staging area. Right. I think you'd have a lot of different thoughts. People about. think backstage is really glamorous. Yes. I just did some. This is no, not very many places are. And I just did something at the Wiltern, and there was a set. A set designer came in with me, and the Wiltern is like banging gorgeous. But the backstage is every backstage I've ever seen, and she was so mad. And I was like, well, this no, is it. They don't this. treat you, like you can't even, any different. Here's a couch, which is a real bonus. You're lucky Sometimes to get a couch. Yeah. Lucky to get a couch. Not like yeah. a child-sized desk. <laughs> like a built-in. But tell people... Okay, so number okay. one, you have great live show. Thank you, um, as do nice. you. And you have a great one on Tuesday night, and I'm yes. glad we don't compete. I know. Yeah. I know. I always feel like it's like a real... You guys got Mondays, we're logging on Tuesdays, and Wednesday you can go to Meltdown. Like, it's like a really fun beginning of the week circuit. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday sort of covered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we just go I'm sorry if we're leaving out a Thursday or a Sunday No, I'm show. sure there's great Thursday yeah, and Sunday Yeah, I'm sure shows. there is. Yeah. Um, but also, you are on Last Man on Earth. Yeah. You're on Bob's Burgers. Yeah. These are the things people love you from. Mm-hmm. What? Is it like, I guess the one question I would have you... Sorry about those noises I made. I just realized this is a podcast. This is why I don't like doing podcasts, because I'm making a noise and making a face that I think is funny. But if you're just hearing that, you're like, so you're on last night. I'm like, eee. You're on last I'm like, eee. And that sounds dumb. So sorry, audience. People must, like, uh... I can't even imagine the response you get for when you do Bob's because I knew you guys tour. Yes. And you do live stuff. Oh my god. And I'm sure you get like Cameron. some really serious um, fan rush. I do. We do. It is the best. We're spoiled rotten from it. I feel like it's the closest I'll ever feel to being a musician slash rock star only because. I feel, I feel like they can go on stage and play the song that everyone likes, and I'm like, that's amazing, and they don't have to, like, hone a new song. Sure. And, I, and so I do it. St- I still try to do a new set, but I feel so safe with them, because they're just like, oh, it's the best. This is the voice we love, just saying. And it's talking. <laughs> and it's talking. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for doing the show. And you're please welcome. have a wonderful rest of your night. And uh, you're really good at drawing mice. You guys, let her hear it. And she is, of course, on Bob's Burgers and Last Man on Earth. Those are her television shows. And you guys are big fans of those two TV shows, right? I love Bob's Burgers so much. And one of my favorite parts of Bob's Burgers uh, is the cast, number one. Favorite part. Second favorite part is the opening pun that they put along... Next to it, and I just remembered because I used Time Hop, still using it because I'm old. <laughs> Love Time Hop, trying to get an, an endorsement from Time Hop. <laughs> what would they send me? My past? That's why I want an endorsement. 
but they already are. Anyway, this is a great bit for later. Um, and then I'll come back to it because it's a time hop. Oh my God. Um, what if another one of me came out and then just did this again? Anyway, my favorite pun is that one time next to Bob's Burgers, there was a tire store called Tire Rhea. I loved it. Even though it's a pun on diarrhea. And it took me to my past. And to every single person that's ever said to me, hey, has anybody ever called you? Yes. Tons of people have called me diarrhea. And also, on top of that, my mother's name is Diane. And so if we were a celebrity couple, our celebrity couple name would be diarrhea. So that's, it's just a perfect thing. And um, I'm happy for my existence, which again is why I use time hop. I wasn't supposed to do any time. And then I started talking about diarrhea. So I'm doing a great job. I want to bring our next comic up, but not off of diarrhea. So how am I going to... I'll tell you this. Did you guys know that grapes kill dogs? A couple people knew that, but some people didn't, and I'm just out here raising awareness. So... All right, I kind of fixed it. Raisin? Got it. Just raisin Arizona out here. All right. Everyone's groaning, but for a different reason. So I think it's better now. We have so many amazing comics on the show. We're friends with all of them. They're so great. And this next comic, her, uh, I think it's her debut album, but her album is out. Uh, uh, it's called Chrysalis. You guys, please welcome to the stage one of our favorite comics here. Put your hands together. Sarah Schaefer. Guys, I, uh, I travel a lot for my job, and I'm pretty proud of the fact that um, I am a very zen traveler. I'm super chill. That's some skill that I've uh, developed over the years. You know, even when a flight is delayed or someone's being annoying, I just let it roll off my back. For instance, I was on a flight recently, and the man sitting next to me was scrolling through Twitter well after it was time. You know what time I'm talking about. Airplane mode. The flight attendant came by and was like, Sir, it's time to put it into airplane mode. And then he turns to me and he's like, (laughs) Okay, whatever. (laughs) Like if I don't put it into airplane mode, like that's really going to bring the plane down. (laughs) And I was just like, Yes, it is! I just like to keep it chill, you know? I just like to let it roll off my back. If there's any first-time flyers here in the audience tonight, I'm happy to accompany you on your first flight just to keep you relaxed. I'll be your comfort animal. Um, Do you guys like food television? Yeah. 
TV about food. I specifically like the shows where they travel the world and they try all the weird stuff that other people eat. Other countries, they eat the weirdest stuff. And there's two main guys that do it. There's Andrew Zimmerman, and I really like him because he's just kind of an everyman. Like, he's just trying that bizarre-ass food out there, you know, for us. You know, he's letting us know. Like, you know, he'll, he'll eat whatever weird thing, and he'll always do the same kind of thing. He'll be like... <laughs> You know, like you, you're like there with him. You're like, man, he's really doing it for us. Thank you. <laughs> but then there's Anthony Bourdain. And Anthony Bourdain really pisses me off because he'll be like literally spooning blood into his mouth, like a blood soup, like blood brain soup. And he'll spoon it in his mouth and he'll be like, mm, mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm, mm. It's the best at this shed. You know what? <laughs> We get it. You're a foodie. But at least acknowledge. Like, at least, like, look into the camera and be like, I know, it's blood, but trust me. No, he's just like, mm, mm, it's so good. <laughs> My f- One thing I've noticed, though, is we humans, and this is from watching these shows, not from my own experience. Um, we humans, we love... We love eating every part of the animal. We have found a way. Every culture, somebody has found a way to eat every part of the animal. And I've seen it on TV. They will eat everything. They will eat the hoof, the brain, the blood, just as I mentioned, the eye, the, the liver, the heart, everything, the dick, the balls. I mean, I have seen it all that we have eaten every part of the animal. But there is one animal part that I have never seen anyone eat on TV. Never seen anyone eat this one animal part. And I'll just say it. Pussy. I have never (laughs) seen anyone eat pig pussy on TV. And my question is, how much do we hate women? It could be good. Fry up a little pig labia. Put a little creme fraiche on it. It could be good. It could have low it could be a superfood. Low glycemic index, high antioxidants. And yes, I'm revealing I'm a feminist. And I know some of you are thinking, this is disgusting. Stop. You know what? I'll stop when we eat every part of the animal. (laughs) Equality for all. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was on vacation with my family, and I woke up really early one morning, and my little nephew was awake, and I had an idea that he and I would go on this little adventure and get donuts for the whole family and surprise them when they woke up. So we go to this little donut shop in this beach town. It's a beautiful morning. This little old man comes out of the donut shop as we're going in, and he looks at us, and he's like, are you getting him a donut? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. It's just so perfect. And then a storm came over his face, and he looked at me, and he was like, you should be cooking him a hot, nutritious meal. (laughs) An old man said this to me. And my response was 
rapid fire. I put my nephew physically behind me, just like, and I was like, we're on vacation. How about I take a hot, nutritious shit in your mouth? I am a champion. I have never in my life ever been that much of a badass. I have never in my life had a comeback. Normally, I know y'all are probably like me. Something like that happens four years later of nonstop thinking about it. You're like, that's what I should have said. Fuck. Just to give you an idea, I'm not a confrontational person. I do not like trouble, all right? For instance, I was on the subway in New York a few years back, and I was just sitting there minding my own business, and a man spit on me on purpose. (laughs) And my reaction was, sorry! (laughs) It's my fault! I look like a spittoon today. I didn't mean to. I thought to myself, what was different? What was different in the donut shop? What was different? And I realized it's because I had a child with me and I felt protective of that child. And that was the first moment in my life that I thought to myself, I want children. I want that essence of a mom. Have you, who here is a mom? See that well. Good. They're at home protecting their child. I don't know if y'all know this, but moms are fucking badass. They're tough as nails. They can lift cars if they need to. They sniff an enemy within a hundred feet of their child, and they're like, I want that. I want that in me. Like, imagine if I'd had a child with me on the subway when that man had been on me. There's no no way I would have reacted that way. No way I'd be like, eh. Like, if I'd had a child with me, anybody here, if you had a child with you and someone spit on you, you would react like a maniac. You would be just, I would just been like, like, and his, his, that's his neck underneath my foot. And I would rip his mouth open and be like, like, spit into his brain and be like, how's that taste? Is that how you shake a baby? Is that how you... I don't think that's a good reason to bring a life into the world, but it's what works for me, so don't judge me in your mommy wars, all right? Guys, thank you so much. I'm Sarah Tate. great. I really like her stand-up comedy. You have a cool look on. Yeah, you do. Fucking pulling your shit together. You wearing, you wearing white with off-white? I think you are. It's light pink. It's light pink? It's, it's blown out by the... Honestly, that's, le- that's a less cool choice. I mean, it's still a cool choice, but for a minute I was just like, I wanted, I was, I was living in your mind and you were like, White sneaks, got it. White jeans with the knees torn out, check. Little pink socks, you know it. What goes with this? Cream top. <laughs> Thought you were living your best life. You're just living your second best life. That's no problem. 
Yeah. You better believe next time. It's just like, how I like my fans to look? Shoot. I assume you're a fan? Obviously. No. Did you say sort of? What did you say? Swag? That's not how you respond to that question. You fan? Swag. Swag. you little buddy? I work as a creative in advertising. You work as a creative in advertising? Yeah, for sure. What do you advertise? That's what those are? By the way, P.S. No, it's not. No, yeah. No, this is, is this your like off-the-clock look? No, or you wore that to work today? What kind of a new age workplace are we talking about? Small ad agency. Yeah. Cool. Do you have like a specialty? I don't know how this works. Do you? What do you advertise for? What are the things you? We work in music and art a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever somebody's like ah, and then the end is like music. Yeah. Like yeah, I get it. Yes. Art. Yes. Okay. Cool. You've an LA advertising job, kind of, right? That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, uh, okay, you didn't need to say anything else. You should have just said that. What kind of advertising do you? I, it's We work across from the A's Hotel. Got it. <laughs> I understand. Okay. I understand. So there's like a vending machine of socks? <laughs> Go fuck yourselves if you don't know how good and funny and specific a reference that is. <laughs> to an A's Hotel. It's like a, like, ooh, mwah. Like, it's like, mwah. It's perfect. I just logged on to Yelp and reviewed my own joke. <laughs> Gave it a fucking 10, which you can't even do. How's your life? Yeah? Yeah, what are you doing with your time? I work in music. You work in music? And like, just this whole vibe, I mean... Oh, you had to show her up with a fucking accent? <laughs> you work in music? What do you do for music? You manage bands? <gasps> Is that fun? No, sort of. Eh, kind of. Annoying. Name the bands that are the most annoying. <laughs> that you work with. <laughs> okay, cool. That's cool. These are interesting jobs. You guys have interesting jobs. I'm just seeing if I can, like, pick... Your shoes are not on your feet! You took your shoes off? You came to a comedy show, you sat in a visible spot, you took your shoes out of your feet? You took your paws off? What are you? A terrible person on a plane? How's your day going? It was better. It was... <laughs> no. What happened that you... Do you just have to... You gotta get that relaxing vibe in? Or you were like, these socks are primo. What? The second one? You just... No, exp I just have to know. Because also, you're like wearing... Do you mind if... It, can you kick your shoe over here? Just kick it. Just kick it to me. Look at how sick... Look at how tired you are. Just kick it. <laughs> you're literally wearing slippers. <laughs> you 
by these driving moccasins. I love you so much. I love you so much. There you go. You're welcome. What do you do for a living? You're a filmmaker? Yeah. How is that? Are you, is that going well? No, I don't know. You know. Is it? It's okay? Yeah, that's good. Hey, that's, that's it, right? When you live in L.A. and you have a job that's a creative job and then you get to pay your bills doing that job, I think that's kind of it. I think that guy's doing a great job. Right? That's what we all came here to do, is just pay our bills. Just kidding. That's not why the fuck we came here, but it is what's happening. Let's hear it for that guy. He's my favorite. Currently. I may find someone else to love even more, but right now, he's my number one. How are you doing? Yeah? What did you do today? I had class. You had class? You know what? I knew it. Like, I straight up knew you were a student. Where are you? What are you doing? What are you studying? Here. Here? Yeah, Well, that's not what I thought. <laughs> you had class here at the UCB? Yeah. Oh, great. You are studying the art of comedy. Good luck. <laughs> Honestly, it's getting easier and easier for men, but it's like... <laughs> you gotta learn how to make it in a woman's world, you know what I mean? It's like, speak to me about the stuff I care about. I don't know if you've noticed he's been on this show so far, but it's like, comedy's a pretty female-dominated... <laughs> So, like, you're brave. And which male comics are the reason you got into it? Can you think of any that you, like, really loved? Like, who did you used to watch? You what? I related to the female You related to the female comics. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You can say that, but I'll never see you that way. We just did a little play. Did you guys get it? <laughs> oh. I don't know. Let's hear it for this dude. He's doing a great job. It's, it is, you know what, I will, I will actually just say this. This is what I'll say about that whole vibe and what just happened between us is like, I, I have nothing, my life is going great. I, I have a wonderful wife. She's awesome. I live in Los Angeles. I chose to be here. I want to do this job and I get to come to this theater and it's sold out and I get to introduce my friends and they come on stage and tell jokes and it's, it's awesome. And I will say that the, the thing that makes me forget how much I like my life is the internet. And I think that is true for like most women. Are there women here for whom that's not true? Are there women that like go on the internet and are like, well, my soul is enriched by these opinions. Like we know how you fucking feel. Like do, do, do men think that women, and I am gonna speak in binary terms and I know we're not binary, but I'm just gonna speak in binary terms. I'm so, so sorry about that. But like, do men think that women don't know do you guys think we don't know how you feel? Like, do you think that when you're a female guy, do, are there dudes, 
why is like every day, it's just every day, my life is going great and my dog licks me on my face and then I look at my phone and why did I look at my phone? And then there's like 87 tweets that are like really, really nice and then there's four tweets that are like, stop talking about being gay on stage and I want to be like, how? Like what else do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to talk about? Like, why are you uncomfortable with me talking about my life? I was on a really amazing podcast called How Does This Get Made? And I love that show, and I've been on it before. And another guest was Pete Holmes. Does anyone here know how Pete Holmes sounds when he talks? (laughs) He is loud, and he is boisterous, and I was on that show, and I am loud, and I am boisterous, and the number of dudes that felt that they needed to tell me that I was shrill, like, I actually can't even believe dudes still use that word. You know that's like a word that we have decided means you're misogynist, right? Like, you know, if you use that word, we're like, ha this fucking guy. Like, like, you are an egg. I don't care if you have a picture in your avatar on Twitter. If you say the word shrill, you are an egg to me. <laughs> and I just don't understand, like, how? How? I do not sound different than Pete when he's excited. I do not. If anything, his voice is higher! <laughs> I have a low, beautiful woman's voice. I have been having such a wonderful time making this TV show and it's been such a dream come true and it is very weird to be it's also isolating and I don't mean to talk about this like I understand this is going to sound so I apologize it's isolating to do this job I spend so much of my time on the road in hotels Uh, that sounds really fun like that you get to hang out in all the cities that you go to but you do not it's exhausting you go to the show and you talk to people after the show for like five minutes and then you go and you watch American Pickers which is a great program (laughs) Um, and then you go to bed and then you wake up and you're just alone again you're alone and then you go to the next city and it's the same and then you make a show and that's wonderful but it's but you don't get to talk to your friends you talk to the people on set and then they become your friends and it's really enriching that way but it's not I'm not I'm not How much money do you guys think I have? I have like a moderately normal amount of money and it took me like 15 years. I mean, I've been doing this, I've been doing this since I was 19. I am so committed to this job and I don't know why any random dude thinks that like tweeting at me like you should quit comedy is like that I'm going to be like, well, yeah, I guess I will. (laughs) Mom and dad are moving back home because of a stranger and he has one follower. (laughs) And it is also my choice to be in these spaces on social media. It is my choice to be in these spaces. And eventually I will be so famous and successful that somebody will do it for me. (laughs) But uh, in the meantime, I I do check it myself and I will say, I know it is my choice to be there, but also business-wise, it is actually, I have to be there. Like, I actually have to promote my stuff on Instagram. Like, I have to post a picture of the show that I'm going to go do in wherever the heck I'm going to do a show. And I have to go on Twitter and write jokes because it's expected. It's, like, part of the whole thing. So, technically, I am at work (laughs) when I am posting that very well-thought-out, badly-composed but nicely filtered picture of Rhea and I at a Dodger game. (laughs) I feel like the reason that 
um, this much harassment can still happen online. And I know that I'm not the only person that feels this way. And I know it's not just in my profession. I think the reason that so much harassment is now happening is because we don't think about it like it's a workplace. We think about it like it's a basement. (laughs) Each of us think about it like it's our own base. Women don't. I don't actually find this to be true for women. I find this to be true for men. And so I would like to say to you, if there are any men that are here uh, that would like to listen to this or people that are listening to the podcast, um, if you feel like very angry because women have more stuff now, a little bit, like if you're like, oh no, Hillary Clinton, no, you know. (laughs) There's a woman and she's on my TV. Like if that feels, I actually get, and I say this a lot, like I understand that that must actually feel like things are being taken from you. That is real. Like if you if you if you had a hundred percent of the things and now you have ninety eight percent of the things, there is a real feeling of loss that goes with that. Where you're like, I want that two percent back, but no, you don't get it, and you're not gonna bully me into giving it back. I earned the like forty five thousand followers. It's a low number. <laughs> that I have through, like, hard fucking work. Wow, that was cool. I don't know if you noticed how many women were into that just then. Not giving it back. And you fucking make something. That's the final thing I'll say. You fucking make something. Everybody says that when you start to have some amount of success, people become false. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when people are actually having success, they don't talk shit, usually, about other people. And that is because you know how hard that person worked to get that thing. And so, like, if you think that I should stop talking about being gay, then you should just, like, minimize the window that you have specifically opened to find me. Because I did not come to your house. (laughs) And then go make the shit that you want. I'm just trying to live my life and have a job. (laughs) The end. Okay, so this next comic... (laughs) He is amazing. (laughs) You guys are going to love him. He's got a new album out uh, that's called Laughing and Crying at the Same Time. It's on a Special Thing Records. Special Thing Records is my my friend Ryan McMenamin up there in the booth. This is his record label. Let's hear it for Ryan. He produces our show, along with Hannah, who also produces our show. And this comic, I uh, specifically requested one of the jokes that he is going to do in this set because it is my favorite joke currently of all time. <laughs> Let's hear it right now from Mr. Chris Garcia. Thank you, everybody. Keep it going for Cameron, huh? 
Do you guys ever fart so crazy? This is Cameron's favorite joke. Do you ever... <laughs> Just kidding. Thanks. You guys ever fart so... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You guys ever fart cold? No, okay, I'm just kidding. I farted cold one time. <laughs> Telling you guys about it. Okay. Hope you guys had a fun day. I did. I, uh, I watched a, like, a ton of soccer today, which I really like. I, uh, I prefer to watch it on the Spanish channel because it's a lot more exciting than the British announcers. You know, those guys are just like, and there's the equalizer. After 89 minutes of play, we have a tie. World championship match. You watch that shit on Telemundo, and those fools are just like, Y el portero cumplía 33 años hace dos días! You're like, holy shit, what'd he say? Oh, he just said the goalie turned 33 two days ago. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He's just excited. <laughs> ah! What the fuck was that? Oh, he's just yawning. <laughs> it's kind of a boring match. It just sounds better in Spanish. Some things just sounds better in Spanish. The song La Bamba. Sounds amazing in Spanish. You guys know La Bamba. It's by Richie Valens, the original Pitbull. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful in Spanish. And English, not so great. I, uh, I'll translate it for you. Um, this is La Bamba in English. It, uh, let me, okay, here we go. It goes like this. <clears throat> the Bamba! The Bamba! The, the bomba, the bomba. You want to do the bomba? Do the bomba. All you got to do, do the bomba. So thank you for me and for you. Arriba, arriba. The bomba, the, the bomba, the bomba. I'm not a sailor. I'm a captain. 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 I'm Captain Bomba. It's a great song, doesn't make any sense. I think La Bamba is a dance of some sort. Usually dance songs comes well, they come with instructions like the hokey pokey. Not La Bamba. La Bamba's got a captain, but he's not dishing out any orders. I, uh, I speak Spanish because I'm Cuban. I'm super Cuban. I could peel a mango with my feet. And, you know, a lot of comics these days, they get on stage and they make fun of their immigrant parents, and I'm over it. I don't like it. It's played out. It's disrespectful. Immigrants are the fabric of our country, you know? Like, and it's also very unfair. It's not like there's any recourse, you know what I mean? My dad doesn't get on stage and shit on me every night. He doesn't get up here and shit on me, you know what I mean? My dad doesn't get up here, you know? And he, he's not like, uh, hey, you guys! Anybody have an American-born kid? 
Okay, I'm gonna talk about it. Oh, man. My son Christian, he goes by Chris. Okay. Motherfucker, get on stage. Oh, la bamba, soccer is crazy. I'm cool, I speak Spanish. Oh, he doesn't look like he speaks Spanish. He looks like he works at Trader Joe's or some shit. Whitewash piece of shit, motherfucker. I can't believe this, motherfucker, man. I can't believe this guy. Are you kidding me? Me and his mom, okay, we're refugees from Cuba. Okay, we came to the United States in our 30s. We had him, we put everything into this little boy. <laughs> and we sacrificed every little penny for this guy. We put him in a good school. He was kind of stupid. <laughs> we got him tutors, supported him. He went to UC Berkeley for college, one of the best universities in the United States. And uh, <sighs> you wanna know what he studied? <laughs> Anybody have a gander of what he has studied? He studied poetry! <laughs> poetry, are you telling me that I floated through shark-infested waters on a hubcap so this motherfucker can read haikus? <laughs> this kid got so smart he became stupid again! We're better than that. We should uh, respect our parents. You guys have been great. My name is Chris Garcia. Good night. I'm going to take that. Well, that one's got to go back. Chris Garcia, you guys. Let him hear it. Hey, Chris, are you an only child? Oh, you have an older sister. Because I was going to say, oh, you're an only child. You don't seem like one. That's my favorite compliment to give other only children. And it is the best when you get that compliment from another only child. Because we're like, yeah, we understand what it's like not to be an only child. As only children, we get it. Chris Garcia, you guys. We have two comics left on the show, and they're both fantastic. This next comic is one of my favorite comics out there. She's fantastic. She has an amazing podcast called Two Dope Queens with Jessica Williams on WNYC. You guys, please give it up for Phoebe Robinson. Hi. How is everyone good? Great. I'm feeling great. I'm wearing a fanny pack. I'm feeling so hopeful about life. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, uh, I, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend of four years recently, which is good. Um, we just weren't compatible anymore. Um, but there are some times I still miss him a little bit. Uh, like some of the things I miss about him, like he's white and I'm black, and so I miss us being an interracial couple. Like that was very on trend. I, <laughs> I miss getting Instagrammed by strangers at brunch. Like that was really cool. Um, but there are some things that I, I don't miss about him. The number one thing I don't miss is I don't miss making out with him. That was a nightmare. I'm so glad that it's over. <laughs> I'll explain. Uh, because whenever we get done kissing, like my black lady makeup would be all over his white face. 
So he just ended up looking like a coal miner, you know? Like he looked like Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood, like just real, real boner killer. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so being in a relationship for that long, I mean, it wasn't like, it's not a super long amount of time, but it is my longest relationship. And being in a relationship for that long, I learned a lot about myself. Um, and one of the things I learned is that uh, I get really lazy when I'm in long-term relationships. Like, I just can't help it. Um, like, everything about me just goes to crap. Like, everything, like, my sex game was, like, garbage by the end. Um, basically, my sex game was, like, have you guys seen those workout videos where there's always that chick in the background who does, like, the <laughs> modified version <laughs> of every exercise? Like, that was me all day, every day in the bedroom. It was a nightmare. Um, like, I didn't get blowjobs on my knees anymore, you know? I just kind of, like, laid on my side. And I was like, just dock it in, babe. Just slowly dock it in. I'll part my lips. Teamwork makes a dream work. Um, I can't care about your dong anymore. Um... So yeah, now I'm single. I'm back out on these streets, which is cool. Um, I've been uh, I've been working out a lot um, because when I was in my relationship, I put on 30 pounds, which is fine. Like that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to like eat, watch Netflix, and then like not grow as a person so you can stay in that relationship. So I was <laughs> fucking nailing that. But I'm like, oh man, I want to have sex with the lights on this year, so I gotta get it together. So. I, uh, <laughs> it's real, it's real. Um, so uh, I was like, oh man, I gotta start working out. So I've been going to the gym a lot and I've lost 20 pounds so far, which is very exciting for me. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, none of my friends care about this. Uh, they're not excited about this because I was skinny fat and skinny fat is kind of bullshit. It's like a non-problem, you know? Um, but I didn't like it because what happened is most of the weight like went to my stomach and then my 32A boobs just remained like a 32 straight A, like, we're getting into Princeton. Like, they were very... <laughs> early decision. It was like, ah, fuck you. Um, so, my, I, I look, here's the thing. I'm 31, and uh, I like my body. I think that's a very important thing for all women to like their bodies. It took me a long time to get to this place because society teaches us to think ourselves are gross, so we will buy things, so I get it. So I'm at a place where I'm like, yeah, everything is cool, all the parts work, I'm down to ready to rock or whatever. But there is a small part of me that, and I know this is so dumb and shallow, but I do wish that my boobs were bigger, not like crazy big, but just like, I don't know, like I just, I wish like they were big enough that they moved during sex, like they don't move at all. <laughs> And, like, I want them in the game, you know what I mean? <laughs> they work so hard to get here, I, like, want them to, like... They, like, don't move, really. Or if they do move, it's a very subtle movement. It is, um... You ever, like, doze off in public and then wake up suddenly? <laughs> That's what happens up here. It is very... It's always, like, oh, did I miss my stop? Like, they're very concerned. <laughs> they're late for an appointment, which is not a good space to be in. Um, so those are my boobs. Um, 
So yes, here's the thing, and I'll say one last thing about uh, gaining weight. The thing is, when um, you do it in like not like a controlled manner, like I'm not like The Rock, and I'm like eating 2,000 calories and then working out. I was just like mainlining muffins to my face <laughs> during my relationship. Like you, you, you just wake up, and you're like, oh, that's a new thing that's now on my body. Um, and so, in during my relationship. I, I'm gonna be personal with you guys. I noticed that like my um, like front, like vagina <laughs> cover area got fat. Like that's a thing that happens to women's bodies. If you eat enough, your vagina gets fat. <laughs> that I didn't know that was a thing that was supposed to happen, but it does. And like I was in a relationship, and I, I just woke up one day and I was like, "What is going on down here? Am I allergic to bees? Like what is happening?" <laughs> Does someone have an EpiPen? What is going on? It's really, it's really annoying. So basically it was like, what was going on down here? Have you guys ever seen like a, a time-lapse video of like a souffle rising in the oven? <laughs> That's what my vagina looked like for four years. And uh, I just am saying, you know, just, it sucks. Uh, but now it's, it's much smaller. In case you guys are wondering, uh, <laughs> I uh, I've been waist chaining my vagina. No, what if? <laughs> thank you. you. You also like follow the Kardashians on Instagram with their horse shit. Um, I gotta get out of here, so I'll, I'll leave with this. I've been uh, going home a lot to visit family, which is nice. Uh, I have a, a a niece now, and so I try to see her a lot. She's getting bigger. She's about to turn two, which is awesome. Like she's super rad. She's talking more. Very adorable. Um, she is a she's a, she's a hybrid. She's half black, half white. Um, I call her my little Toyota Prius. She is so cute. Um, the thing is, though, uh, the color is not hasn't come in yet. So she's still like very pale, um, which is fine. You know, like I'm gonna love her no matter what. Um, but I do need her to get darker because I don't want her to have a better life than me. So, uh, <laughs> hurry the fuck up. That'd be great. All right, you guys have been fantastic. I'm Phoebe Robinson, Cameron Esposito. Phoebe Robinson, one more time for Phoebe. You guys, we got one final comic on the show tonight. You've been such a wonderful audience so far. I know you're going to give him all the love that you have in your heart. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Henry Phillips. Give it up for him. Come on. Hey, thanks, everybody. Feeling good? Yeah, neither am I for some reason. I feel like shit. Ah. So um, I had to go to a wedding uh, for a buddy of mine not too long ago, which sucked, obviously. I don't know if... For wedding people. I don't know. That sounded bitter, but uh, I'm sure if you had a wedding, uh, yours sucked too, but uh, this was, no. So, but the, the one thing that came out of my buddy's wedding that was probably made the whole thing worthwhile is I got to witness, I think, the most hilariously awkward conversation that's ever happened, and I want to try to recreate it for you right now. It was over by the bar area, and one guy sees another guy, and this is exactly what he says. He goes, uh, hey, man. Hey, I thought you died. <laughs> and the other guy's like, you thought I died? And this guy's like, yeah, like your brother told me you died or something? <laughs> and then this guy goes, my brother died. I told you that. <laughs> He's hilarious. 
I was like pulling up a chair going, I got to see how this ends. Um, anyway, this guy goes, oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit, man. Um, I'm glad, you know, at least you're alive, you know? It's like, ah, oh, I love that. I'm a weird guy, but I thought that was the funniest thing I ever saw. Um... I'm actually one of the few people that are from uh, Southern California, actually, uh, which is ironic because uh, I travel for a living. I feel like everybody thinks L.A. is this place where everybody's like sleeping their way to the top. And I always feel like I'm just like masturbating my way to the bottom for whatever reason. And, uh, but I've always had the worst luck when it comes to meeting new people for the first time. This is a true story. I was at the bank and there was a, a lady in front of me and I had to sneeze really bad, but I didn't want to sneeze all over. So I tried to hold it in. And I don't know if you guys have had this when you try to hold in your sneeze. And I don't know how I did this, but somehow I wound up making the sneeze noise. But at the last minute, like, the sneeze part just, like, backed out for no reason. So I was behind her, and I just kind of made a noise like this, where I was like... (laughs) 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 Ah! Like that, right? Like, it's... (laughs) I think it would have been better if I just sneezed, right? Because that's not a sound you want to hear some guy making behind you when you're at the fucking bank or whatever, but, uh, uh, so nothing happened with her. And um, this one's even worse, and this happened to me recently. I was in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, I, was, uh, I was in the elevator, and again, there's a girl there, and there's a couple of people here, and um, I was trying to talk to this girl, and it wasn't going anywhere, and I was like... You know, whatever. And uh, when I got to my floor, I didn't know if I was supposed to go right or left, but I just wanted to just make a clean exit and get out of there. So I thought, well, I'm just going to go left and I'll figure it out later. So I get to my floor and I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, maybe I'll see you in the lobby or whatever. And uh, I didn't say that. I don't know. (laughs) I'm better than that. I think I said like, uh, hey, I hope you have a good one and maybe I'll see you in the eventually. But that's probably more like what I said. But anyway, I walked out and I went left, but there's just a wall right here. And I was like, ah, shit. But I didn't think anybody could see. So I thought, well, maybe what I'll do, I'm just going to kind of like stand here and hide up against the wall just for a second and wait for the doors to close. So that way nobody can tell that I fucked up. Right. So I was just standing here hiding against this wall waiting and the doors aren't closing for fucking ever. And while I was standing there, I looked across and they got a giant mirror and I could see everybody and they're just staring at me and I'm just standing here hiding against this wall. I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, hey. And then the doors closed right at that moment. So that's the last thing anybody saw. And I was like, oh, man. I don't think that happens to normal people ever, right? Like, I should have just been like, oops, sorry, wrong way. And then instead I turned into this whole awkward world of shit. But, uh, (laughs) oh, man. I, uh, I'm a musician. I, I do music. Anybody like music? <laughs> um, I like to say that music is sort of like, has always been kind of like my drug. You know, music is drugs for me. I know, you know, for you guys, it's cocaine or whatever, or like <laughs> pot or, you know, like a lot of people tell me that they're into like hallucinogenics or, uh, Molly or whatever, ecstasy. I'm into that also. I just think that music's a good thing to do as well. But uh, but I have an album. Uh, it's a holiday album called uh, Let's Get Suicidal. And uh, I came out with it a couple years ago. And I was doing an interview to promote it. And they were like, what are your two favorite things? And I was like, cooking 
and masturbating. And I don't really know what the second thing would be. Uh, but that's not even here nor there, but um, anyway. I, uh, oh, this is fun. I, I think it's really important when you're a comedian and you make a reference to a certain like geographical location that at least everybody kind of knows what you're talking about. And this is a quick story about how that went horribly wrong for me one time. I was at a place called uh, Point Magoo. Does anybody know Point Magoo? So, so there are some California people here because it's kind of like it's on the West Coast. It's a Navy base. And um, so I was doing a show in Camarillo, which is the town right next to it, at a bar. And I made this joke because I thought it was a funny name, Point Magoo. And I made this joke, and it's so stupid. I'm almost embarrassed that I have to repeat the joke <laughs> because it's so dumb, but I have to in order to tell the story. But So just bear with me. But... My joke was like, I was like, hey, everybody, I just had sex on the beach right here at Point Magoo, and I didn't want to get the girl pregnant, so I had to point Magoo at her tits, whatever, that's the joke. Yeah, it's so stupid, I'm sorry, yeah, it's dumb. Ah. But anyway, uh, I guess that uh, a friend of mine was at the show, and the next day she was trying to tell her boyfriend that joke, because she couldn't remember the name Point Magoo, she, she had to like she had to make it up as she was going along so she was like how did it go he said he was in some navy base on the beach or something and it was called like uh aim majiz or something like that and he was like i didn't want to get her pregnant so he had to aim majiz at her tits so she fucked up the whole thing you know but apparently her boyfriend was even from that whole area and i think he was even in the navy or something like that so he was listening to this and he's like He's like, there's no, there's no Navy base called Aim Majiz anywhere. That's stupid. Who's this comedian? He sucks. That's the worst joke I've ever heard. It's like, you can't make up a funny name for a Navy base and then work your dumb joke backwards from that. That's stupid. And it made me look like an asshole, you know? And uh, I don't know. I guess the reason that story's always been so... Uh, I don't know, what would you say, beautiful uh, to me is just uh, pretty much that it lets me tell the Point Magoo joke. That's really the only point of that whole fucking story. Anyway, thank you guys. This has been a wonderful night, and thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me. Frederick Phillips, you guys. Hey there. I heard you have, you have a new movie out. I do, I do. It's called And Punching the Clown. We made a movie several years ago called Punching the Clown, which, while not financially successful was not even really very critically <laughs> successful. <laughs> no, it's uh, I love the movie, and uh, so we were lucky enough to make a sequel. And you guys yeah. were at Sundance this year? Slam, uh, no, no, not Slam Dance. Why am I saying that? Uh, South by Southwest. Oh, I was. Yeah. Were you there? I was there, yes, oh. I was there. How, Why didn't how did you come? Go? No. Um, I don't know, dude. I was, well, I think I the film is, like, oh, different yeah. from the comedy and music and stuff. Um I, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, the premiere was fantastic. A lot of love. A lot of fans from the first movie. And then... Uh, Were you guys at the Draft House? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Alamo yeah. Ritz. Yeah, 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 right yeah. on 6th Street. That's what I mean. Oh, Alamo it was Ritz. great. That place is awesome. I, great night. I was in a movie that, that had a premiere there. Oh, shit. You're doing South by as well. <laughs> wait, he's off? Oh, wait, no. But then, it's okay. Oh, you got time. Don't worry Let's about it. Let's cut that. I promise. <laughs> no, it's no, okay. Sorry, yeah. um, but, uh, awesome. So where can folks see it? Uh, they can't yet. We're, but like eventually? Um, are you hoping? Eventually, yeah. What, what we're told is that we've been rejected by most of the major studios. Perfect. Now we're going to people like YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just kidding. You can live no. your best life. We're, we're just hoping they get some kind of distribution. All I want awesome. is for people to see it. I love the movie. Um, 
we've got uh, basically the the first one. Um, was well liked by a lot of comics that had bigger names and they uh, jumped on board on the second one you know so it's like in the beginning you, it's kind of hard to ask somebody to do your project when you're kind of a sure. nobody but once you've done one it's easier to go hey That's you know awesome. and uh, Sarah Silverman did it and Tig and uh, gosh J.K. Simmons is in it and Mike Judge and so uh, yeah so even if I suck... You love all yeah. those people. Yes, <laughs> awesome. So it can't be that bad. Awesome, man. Well, okay. good luck. Yeah. Congratulations. That's Thank really amazing. Yeah. 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 Let's hear it for Henry Phillips! Henry Phillips! Oh. I don't know if you guys on stage heard that, but I went... That is funny. I stomped my foot at that joke. That made me so happy. That's how, com- that's how you know comics are having a good time. It's just one... It's just... Ha! Single laugh, the one laugh, or they stomp their little boot. Yeah, foot. the one, and or yeah, the audible. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. And then you try and figure out how they do it. <laughs> Henry Phillips is amazing. Everybody you saw tonight was amazing. Right? It's here for everybody you saw tonight. Great goddamn show. Thank you for so much for coming. We are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I am Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.